Welcome to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS and a 12k carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. Yeah, Brian Bogers, MXGP of Spain. Look, if there's one track on the calendar that I'm not putting Brian Bogers down to finish on the podium at, I'm probably going to pick this one. <laughs> but you're just really good this year and I don't really understand. I'm, I'm guessing like the podium today must have surprised you a little bit or no? Well, yeah, of course, it, it surprised me a little bit. But on the other end, what you say, it's really it's going really good this year. And as you know, every weekend the riding is, is, is good. And the speed is there every every single weekend. So maybe not in the in the, in the like in the time practice, free practice. Then, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's a little bit a struggle for me. But on the other hand, the qualifying and the, the races, uh, the speed is there. I'm always like in the top five, top three with the speed. So no, I'm very happy with this. And uh, yeah, you can see, you know, on a, what you said, on a track like this, uh, to put uh, to put myself on the box. Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with that one. Even like that first moto, you were behind the big three guys and you were just sat there. Like it looked so comfortable for you to go with them where if maybe you'd taken a whole shot, maybe you would have just sat there, but at the front, like I, the speed is that good. And even like riding behind them in the first moto, were you surprised how easy that came to you? Yeah, actually, yes. Um, of course, uh, it, it was hard. I mean, hard not. Uh, I felt good on the track, but uh, yeah, you always, you know, you think, ah, I'm up front. So yeah, it, 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 stress you, it, stress, it stresses you out a little bit. But uh, no, I felt uh, comfortable. And also, yeah, that's uh, one more time that I showed that my speed is good, you know. Also, what you said, I'm there with, 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 with the good guys and even... Uh, the second moto also, you know, uh, Renault was leading, uh, Glenn on second, and he even won the qualifying race. So, yeah, and I, and I kept quite good uh, the pace uh, and, and stay quite close to them. And, yeah, to do that on a track like this, uh, even uh, two Dutch flags, you know. <laughs> I think nobody uh, expected that at the GP of Spain. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Another very impressive thing. You impressed me a lot. Another impressive thing uh, was your moves on the first lap. Very savvy, very smart, very, like, just watching you. It was very interesting. Like, I guess on this track as well, that was especially important. Yeah, it's actually what, uh, what I said to myself yesterday, because then I didn't have a good start. Uh, but again, the speed was yeah. there, you know. So we knew when we are up front with the start, we can be there. We can stay there. Um, and first moto, I need to be honest, it was actually a little bit luck because I saw that inside, nobody's there, yeah. so <laughs> I will take it, you know. And uh, yeah, I came really good out of the corner because it was like inside, outside, outside. So that was, yeah, that was good. It's, uh, and then, yeah, for sure, for the second moto, I set it up like this. <laughs> Even, um, you know, uh, like after 15 meters of the start, I closed the, closed the gas and went directly to the inside. <laughs> How, how do you think the track was this year compared to last year? Because I thought it looked like the ruts were deeper. 
but then every rider's told me that there weren't as many lines and they weren't as deep as last year. Um, yeah, it's difficult. Like yesterday, it, it, it seemed like it was harder than last year. Yeah. But today, what you said, the lines were very deep and I think it, it's kind of the same like last year. Yeah. Uh, maybe some, like you have the ruts and also the berm a little bit. Yeah. Maybe some berms were bigger last year. Now was like, yeah, very much like only the rut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a little bit the same. It's just yeah, it's difficult to compare, you know. Also the weather now and last year, so uh, I think they 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 yeah they had to put maybe more water uh, like on the starting of the of the weekend, and then you, yeah you got some some bigger lines. A few guys have complained as well about um like the one two five lines. How all of the ruts have a hook in it where the one two fives are just dropping the clutch. Uh, do you find something similar? Well, yeah, that's it's tough to say. You have the one to five and uh, the women's, and yeah, for sure they don't take like the or they don't make like very nice lines, not flowy uh, ruts. Yeah, exactly. But uh, once we have the free practice, yeah, I, I I I see the track changing. You know, we 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 make the lines a little bit rounder. Uh, we open the track a little bit more, and from there, yeah, the tracks only get better. Uh, Paul's told me what his situation is for next year. So, what is your situation? Are you the same as Paul's, or? Yeah, it's actually the same. So, good day to get on the podium. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> no, this will yeah, it will be make it a little bit easier. But uh, no, we podium or not, I will always do my best, and uh, we will see what happens. I will tell you what. This weekend, a lot of people have spoken to me about you because obviously I know you're a good test rider because you've done it for a few people. Apparently, though, you are like the god of testing. Like, from what I've been told, you are like a human dino. So, where does that come from? Have you always been a good tester? Like, back in the HSF days on MX2, even then, could you decide what you wanted, or is this something you've learned? Uh, I would say I, it's something that I've learned, because uh, back with HSF, we didn't did, like, really my, a lot of testing. But, uh, like, in 2020, I started to be like test rider and it surprised me also how, how good I was, yeah. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like the like explaining the things and feeling the things. Even, you know, I had to, to test like things from other riders yeah. and I also can use that setup, you know, yeah. and change some things like there. It's not that I, I get like a setup from another rider and it's shit yeah. let's say shit yeah you can just ride anything yeah yeah exactly it's not then like i like that but yeah. i can ride it and i can change it so uh, and also uh, i think i can explain very good so this is uh, yeah i think i'm a good test rider <laughs> that makes you good for a team as well uh, who knows <laughs> um last thing i think i think we need to start aiming higher than a podium now i think it's time where we look for a little bit more I don't know. I feel like it's coming though. Yeah, who knows? But I said, if we can be there with a start, yeah. then it would make it uh, a lot easier. Your starts, are, your starts are good, aren't they? They're not great, but I feel like you're consistently good at starts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, there is a difference between starting around 10th yeah. or 5th. You know, yeah. that's a big difference because when you start around 10th, the top five is gone. Yeah. And when you start with them, yeah, it makes it so much easier. Jorge Prado, uh, MXGP of Spain, obviously missed the podium, which is a huge bummer. Uh, you should have been up there or even won the GP. The speed was that good today. I guess, like, let's not forget you did have a shoulder injury three weeks ago now, three weeks and a half ago. So considering that, 
Riding today was great, riding this weekend was great, fitness was great, everything was great. Just that one mistake cost you, which I guess it's hard not to focus too much on that, but like there were a lot of positives this weekend. Yeah, like you said, we are coming from an injury. Uh, Riola was an exceptional race, uh, and this weekend I was feeling very good on track. Um, yesterday I felt very comfortable, and, um, and today I, I had the speed to go for the win, especially that second moto that I had the whole shot, and then I was pulling away. I was just, you know, riding, like in training, just like good rhythm and doing... I was not doing anything, like, um, out of my head. I was just riding good, so... So I was very happy with my riding, and then I think it was like in a like 16 to go, 16 minutes to go. So uh, I landed off a jump, and I lost the front, um, and then I had a quite a big crash. Uh, luckily, I didn't hit my shoulder, so that was the first thing that came to my mind just when when my shoulder when I crashed. So uh, so yeah, it was a bummer, but um, but yeah, I cannot do anything about it right now. So it's a pity. It was a race where I could main probably get um, some extra points and, and go up in the standings but it is what it is um, we just need to focus on the next one uh, next weekend how are you feeling because you're limping pretty bad so I guess you hit your foot ankle leg something in the crash I hit a little bit my bo both my knees but um, but I'm feeling okay I mean uh, I will get back to work this week and and try to get in shape for 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 France Riding was um the riding was really good today. Like even in that first moto, look this track, it's tough to make up time on. Uh, there's not much you can do different to the other guys. But you made that mistake after the finish, lost two seconds, and then you pulled it back quite easily. So you definitely had the advantage this weekend. So like that again, that's that's a big positive to take away. Yeah, I think this weekend I was, from my point of view, I was yeah like really a little bit, let's say. Um, I was riding very good. I had a good, very good speed. If I lose a little bit, I could catch up anyone on track. So that was that was very positive. That's why second moto, I, I had a clear track and and I was pulling away because that's my my rhythm. I mean, that's my rhythm. I was uh, better than than the rest till I crashed. So um, so yeah, um, that's uh, that's also positive. Uh, we are going on the, uh, I mean, we are improving and and we will not stop here. So so yeah. Still amazed at how good your shoulder is. Obviously, Sardinia was amazing, and it, yeah, I don't understand how you're doing this good. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, with these rats, actually, it was quite hard because I compensate with my left, and then I got tired with the left, and then tied it again with the right. So, so it was quite tough, also out of the corners, to just hold on and and just to ride, let's say, comfortable, um, especially in the last laps, because I was losing some just like power on my on my shoulders. But but it's normal. Um, I just need to to keep working and uh, hopefully my shoulder is getting you know a little bit stronger and um, and like this we can fight even more. What's it like riding out there because this GP is definitely the busiest GP of the year, the craziest GP of the year, the loudest fans, all of that stuff. So when you're riding are you thinking about that? Can you hear them? Is it something does it give you a little boost? Like what is that experience actually like riding in front of these fans because I'd imagine it's something you dream of isn't it? <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's incredible. Um, again today one more year the fans were here and and i could enjoy a lot um just every single lap even after the crash they were cheering so hard on me and and i got back to the box and uh, they all came to see how how i was and and cheer for me you know and that's very special even in the bad days that they came over and I still support that's that's nice i really like the the atmosphere that my fans create and 
and uh, I really value all these little things that they do for me so so yeah it was a busy weekend but uh, it's once a year and uh, I also think um, if I can if I can do you know like many things like try to stay a lot with the fans and stuff I think it's also nice for them and and also nice for the sport so I just try to do my best in and out of the track. Um, last thing obviously you talk to stupid people like me all the time but this weekend have there been like proper Spanish TV stations here and like have you seen non-motocross media like obviously I'm not gonna know but has it been a big deal in Spain? Yeah, I mean, uh, already I came over on Wednesday afternoon to Spain, and then I, I did a couple of events on Wednesday, on uh, Thursday with Red Bull in in the center of Madrid, and then and then also um, for the GP, also uh, different events in big shopping malls, also in the center of Madrid. I put my stand, and I mean, um, many uh, journalists out of the sport came and and um, report, you know, like the race and stuff. So that's that's good. Um, Every time we, we have an occasion like this, we need to try to, to take advantage of it. And uh, that's why we, we try to do all these things to make the sport bigger. And also, let's say at the same time, also promote myself and, and motocross in Spain, that it's also important. Yeah, Jeremy Sua, uh, MXGP of Spain. Difficult weekend, but it came good in the end. But before that second moto, you didn't look comfortable at any point. Uh, looked like you were fighting the track, fighting the bike. Yeah, did not look good, but it definitely came around there in the end. Yeah, you put it to the point again. I mean, I struggled here the last two years, but I normally I, you know, I thought, okay, I learned from that. That's let's be straightforward. It's a shit track. I don't think there is any rider. Maybe my teammate because he won. No, I think he also says it's a shit track if he's honest. But it's just a weird because I love hard pack tracks I love you know France Machura Italy I don't know Germany yeah. these kind of things that's my you know rods Talavera Talavera it's just yeah it's because it doesn't look a lot different but to ride you can do a ride quite well and you still feel bad yeah. like you know that's the strange thing here so I I struggled all weekend, I struggled yesterday, I'm still searching for a setup on my bike because since since my crash in Argentina, it's just I haven't found my confidence, you know, like when you are like 100% confident, you know you fit, you are mentally ready, bam, you, you can also make not the best setup or the best bike work, you will just, because you are, you're just above that, you know, but since my crash, I just can't. And I struggled in Riola a lot, all except the second moto. And the same here, like I struggled all we can and we tried to find and twist and uh, And it's always like after the first moto where it's like, ah, we have nothing to lose anymore now because look, P11. Then we are like, yeah, let's try this. And then finally in the second moto, also today, I could manage to ride the track before the, the track rode me, you know, so. <laughs> um, so like if you're testing at every GP, when you go into free practice, are you going in with like a small little change? Or are you going into free practice with an all new bike, completely top to bottom, all crazy stuff and see if it'll work? Or are you going like building, building, building until you get to the big change after Moto One? I went testing after uh, Riola in Italy for two days, but we didn't really find, uh, you know, to testing during the week because the practice track tracks are not even close to comparable to GP so I said yeah I feel good you know it's just 
there are no bumps here like okay I can corner with any bike especially in practice you you do the 10 times and you figure out how to turn and you are the only one riding you know and stuff so it's hard to really set up the bike there because then we came here and straight away I said fight not really working you know even it's a small change but on this level it's the small things which matter because we didn't turn the bike upside down in that second model and like uh, it was a lot better and I, I could manage to ride a consistent good model without mistakes and be there almost for p3 i just you know lost a lot of time in the first few laps because i had no confidence i had to build up my speed first not to make any silly mistakes and then I was there all moro, but yeah, I hope in the next few GPs I can start like that already on Saturday morning, you know? Is it, um, so last week it was gearing, what is it this week? Is it everything or is it, what is the one thing that you are working on? I mean, it's always a combination, you know, okay, last in Riola I had to do a bit with, yeah, gearing setup combined with suspension, you know, because the gearing setup I had in Riola, it can work. Yeah if you have the right suspension for it. it it's always that's the 450 it's like such a like big puzzle to put together and if you change anything on that you you have to like consider everything else yeah. because it changed the whole bike and that's the big thing on a 450 and this weekend it was more coming from the shock you know just a combination front fork rear shock because you have so much change of load on this track like you on acceleration you want the bike to be as high as possible because you have all those 180s and you accelerate from zero so you don't want your bike to to dive so you want your your shock high and and hard yeah. but on braking you brake really hard so you want your shock to stay low because it does if your shock pushes you your fork you know you don't turn so it's like that change of weight on this track which is super tricky so you yeah you need to find a way to set that up without losing everything else and that's the tricky point of of this track i think i guess um you can't really compare notes with what your teammates are doing either because you're a lot smaller than them completely different style so i'd imagine renault and glenn are probably not too far away from each other but you are just like off doing your own thing and basically completely different bike I never tried those bikes and stuff, but sure they are different and I have some things really different than them, but I, if I try what they have a bit with position or whatever, it's true, like I, I can't compare to them and this is the point, I'm so much smaller and I have a different riding style and I need to yeah, do things different to make it work for my size because I think I'm yeah, the smallest guy out there in MXGP, so that's tough sometimes and uh, it, on tracks like this for some reason it doesn't really help me because I would need maybe a bit of you know body mass or however to say to yeah. to handle it and that's why I need to compromise a lot and find a way but you know uh, still I don't blame anybody in the end it's me to do the difference and I, I could see again in that second moto I can do the difference and I can manage to do it it just has to click and as I mentioned before, the the the, the injury or the head, the concussion I had in Argentina just took a lot of the confidence away, and it's still, you know, not as I wish it would be. Hey, actually, by the way, I'm we are quite serious today. No, no swearing. I'm no. learning a lot about your bike. Yeah, I hope 
you guys uh, you want to hear that well, kind no, of people stuff. are complaining now so <laughs> i don't know what we do because some people are mad i've been told this weekend that i need to stop i've been told yeah. i got told that i am a bad influence to me yes because apparently you look up to me so much yeah, that I you want to be like me and you're like oh wow that cool yeah. guy yeah a hundred percent but you're like a little kid with just with his hero that's kind of how people feel like we are okay yeah i agree i mean i do you like i'm amazed how you you handle do things do things <laughs> how you handle your job how you just how you walk through the paddock i'm like look at this guy no. i wish i would be like him not all heroes wear capes and that is me yes i, I agree i can i can i can't say any different so i've got a serious question though about your bike um not much has changed with the yamaha from last year to this year so what what's making it so much more difficult to set up this year um <laughs> Honestly, I not on, a, not on a new Yamaha, are you? No, I'm not. There is a new Yamaha coming, I hear. Who said that? I think the 2023 bike is all new. No? Who's? I want to know who said that. I think that's pretty much like everyone knows that the new Yamaha is all new. Like why do I, I don't know? I'm the factory. Right? I don't. Your eyes are telling me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like we should move on because we are going to get. Okay. I will we'll get in trouble with I this will, one. Yes, I will. I can make me go in trouble with this. Looking one. forward to pressing stop on this podcast. Yeah, w- without swearing, I could get in trouble right now, but I don't want to do that. But no, it's the same bike for four years. Last year I struggled half of the year really and uh, in the end we said fuck that look that's my first time saying fuck now um it's too much we forget about all that we just go back to my 2020 setup and that's what we did last at the end of last year yeah so the bike hasn't changed so much that 2020 is still kind of applicable yeah actually it's, yeah even 19 is not far away 1920 is not so i continue so end of last year sick good results i felt happy again so but then yeah, we need to improve a little bit, okay, the bike is a bit too aggressive there, not enough power there, blah, blah, blah. So I changed, same base, yeah. changed two things, a little bit the uh, position of my handlebar, just to be better in the corners, and uh, I changed also the engine a little bit, but same base. And in a good way, I was happy. I mean, look, I started the season well, I was fast, I was confident, yeah. all good, but somehow we... It's always been the Yamaha it's hard to set up in yeah. my opinion and again since the crash it's just became harder because not being confident enough doesn't help but we are working on that now and yes there is a new bike coming and i might be testing it at some stage but it will be all for next year so we don't have to have, have you already tested it no you're uh-huh. telling the truth a hundred percent no okay um, yeah, you say Yamaha's like a difficult bike to set up. I get like the Suzuki. I saw a photo of it. Oh, have you? Last year. Have uh, you no, got? Three months ago on a phone, like small, like, like. Does it look good? Yeah, it, it does look good. Still blue? Um, there is, yes, yes. Oh, still oh wow. <laughs> still blue, but I saw a photo of it. It looks good. It okay. looks good. I'm, that's like my, you know, that keeps me going yeah. at the moment. Oh. <laughs> well, let's hope it's easier to set up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like. You coming off before you got on a Yamaha, you were obviously on a Suzuki, which was a very neutral bike, a very comfy bike. I'd imagine much easier to set up, and more if it wasn't perfect, you can make do a little more. Obviously, it was a 250, but the Suzuki is a much more neutral bike. I feel Yamaha a little more twitchy, a little. It's got to be perfect or near perfect to work. A hundred percent. I mean, also you know, like I mentioned before, the 450 is a different animal to set up, especially being small not having the length of arms and legs to put the play you know i need to ride with technique i can't do 35 minutes you know 
putting the bike there with my strength. And the Suzuki was, yeah, first of all, a 250, so a lot easier to ride. And it was like a easy bike, okay, not the fastest. That's why I think we lost, uh, yeah, the world title in 17 because we had no starts. It was With your arch rival Paul Jonas. Yes, we had no <laughs> no starts and stuff like that. So that was the main issue there. But to ride it was easy, even bad suspension, you could make it work. Like it was simple, easy bike, light bike. I love that thing, you know, even the 450, but. On Yamaha, I mean, it's just a special bike. I mean, I mean, I decided to sign here. It's all my choice and stuff. It's just, like you say, a bit tricky to set up. But if you find that setup, you can be yeah. fast, good. It's just, it's a big bike, you know. I'm a small guy. So it's the combination which is tough yeah. some at times on some tracks. But there are also other tracks where it will work out well. And, you know, it's just that in between. But... I mean, I still, like I said, uh, we are still on the way up. I made a big press, uh, progress in Moto2 and I'm now looking forward to the next two GPs because that's tracks I actually love, so... I have a suggestion. Uh, Erne, free practice, use your Trentino setup from last year, or as close to that as you can. Because hills, hard pack. Trentino, you're coming down hills and you're hitting braking bumps similar to Erne. Let's start there and work from there. Trentino set up last year, so I got to change the fork, the engine, the shock, um, the tire. No, to I'm get back kidding. to. <laughs> I'm kidding, I just said some random things now, but um, I don't think they will be happy if I tell that to my team, but because you know. But you said you went back to 2020, so. Yeah, that was last year. That was. Yeah, so this is no different, you're going back one year. Yeah, I feel like we might have said too much on this interview. I feel like we don't. We don't. I'll oh, find. No, I. I don't want to be involved in any meetings. No, no, past is past. We can't. Past is the past. Okay, I can go back to my. I don't know. I've won a GP in 2017, and I say I need that things, but. I don't think you're going to be allowed to wear, ride a Suzuki 250. Oh, no. No, I don't. I mean, I'm not your agent. I'm not your lawyer. I'm going to guess that a Suzuki 250 will not be allowed. Making a, a point like past is the past we're in the future now sport has changed you know like we keep increasing we keep going better i don't think now going back going back maybe it will get even more difficult because it's just people are stepping up i mean you know today also other top riders made some mistakes yeah. and like we keep moving forward and to always look to the past is not the way we have to look forward and i i feel yeah confident on the way we are now and like i said we made a I felt good in that second moto because we come here for three years and I've never had a good feeling here. Today in the second moto I had it, so we made it happen. And the bike from last year, I felt shit here also yeah. last, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we are on a good way now and we have to trust the process and forget about the past, I think. Um, I feel like we learned a lot here. It's been a long interview. Uh, last thing, any anything happened to you this weekend? Any good stories? Did you do any stupid things? I mean, that crash in Moto One was a bit dumb, but apart from that, yeah, that was dumb. But I, don't, I haven't actually seen the crash. I've just seen like that ending, and I don't really understand how you crash it. I just cross rudder. I mean, I saw the rod, I committed to it, and I lost the rear, and I cross rudder, and I just sended it into no into nowhere's land, like you know, kind a of. A lot of amateur moves this year. Not of amateur. That wasn't too amateur, but it I was sending your bike into a fence is quite amateurish. When did I do that? You I said into nowhere. Well, it was, you were close to a fence. Yeah, I just I don't know, but whatever. Like no, this weekend, 
no crazy stories. Only that was my only crash. Not nine times like last. Oh, that's good. Yeah, nine, ten. With the Sunday one, it yeah. was ten in Arge in Riola. No, no, one. We all know how we know we all know how bad you were in Sardinia. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but. Well, I can't, like, I think I need to stop. I'm out of words now. Okay. Like, it's, that's the limit. I didn't swear so much today, so this is good. Yeah, Paul Jonas, uh, MXGP of Spain. First of all, free practice, you were a second faster, which is amazing. <laughs> so where did that speed go? <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, actually when the track is flat, I feel really good with bike and everything is working well. So uh, in free practice, the track was quite flat. The ruts were quite good and I just felt really good, you know, with the bike and everything. I was like, okay, this is going to be a, a good weekend. And then once the track got more off and everything, I, I start to struggle again, you know, like it's so frustrating now, like lately in the races, uh, I even don't, I don't get tired because I'm just scared to push, you know, like I cannot push and it's so frustrating it's just mostly like yeah i try to do my best and <laughs> my best is nine nine today or something like that nine nine, nine. that's terrible man <laughs> that's so bad and it's just struggle like in during ball morals i just try to survive and i'm like scared to push so that that's never working really well and uh like I said, when the track is flat and everything, I feel really good. I can go really fast. Once the track gets, gets bumpy, I start to struggle with the bike. And, you know, we have tried so many different setup changes and stuff. And uh, it feels like it's, it's improving, it's improving. But then again, it's like massive setback and we start from zero again. So it's, it's quite tough. So after free practice yesterday, were you kind of like... Did you come in and like, okay, that's great, but you knew that that wasn't going to be able to continue because you knew the track was going to get rougher and then your comfort would go away and then you'd be where you are now? No, actually, like, I felt good, you know, I thought it's going to be fine because, like, after Sardinia, we went Wednesday uh, to the training and, you know, I just, after Sardinia, we have been training, like I told you before, we tried so much setup changes and everything that... I said just put back everything like I had in uh, in Spain when I just started riding with a new bike. So we put different offset, different linkage, the suspension, everything was different. And like I said, first time we put it on, I was like, okay, that's my bike, you know, I feel good. Uh, so also in the free practice, like, okay, yeah, that's working. But then once the track got rougher, same, same shits happened again, you know. Obviously, this isn't like... Obviously, this is a very different GP to last week. So this isn't like, oh yeah, the sand, it's a little more uncomfortable. Like, I guess every track, every surface is the same sort of problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, once the track gets rough, it, it, it's tough. You know, like, you saw in Argentina, you know, that track, let's say it was flat, yeah. comparing, compared to this track or even all the rest of the GPs. And there, there I felt good, you know, with everything. So, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Like we have tried so many things, so now I just I just need to ride and try to get get used to it, let's say, and uh, <coughs> get used to being uncomfortable and try to uh, uh, hit the braking bumps and not think that I'm gonna die, you know? <laughs> could could um could these like three GPs in a row actually be good for you then? Because instead of going to the practice track a lot, you'll be testing while you're racing, and then maybe that will help you test in race conditions, and then maybe you will learn something like. Could, is, are these three GPs in a row going to be a bad thing or a good thing? Like, would you rather have a weekend off? You want my honest opinion? I don't know if people will be happy to hear this, but I, I wish that this was the last GP of the season, you know? <laughs> that we could go in the off-season and uh, 
start everything from zero, you know. That you haven't had an off season, so let's remember, like, you, an off season yeah. would be good for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but I hope it's gonna be good. Those three GPs, you know, like actually coming here, I was quite excited because I I liked the track. You know, last year I did pretty well there, and also like we go uh, next week Hernand and Toichental. You know, those are maybe not my favorite favorite tracks, but but I like them. I ra enjoy racing there, and hopefully, uh, yeah, I can make make some progress and. Uh, just <laughs> finally at least get in top five you know now the top five would be uh would be amazing already now it's like yeah top 10 and it's like yeah i did i did great you know <laughs> well there you go there's a bit of positivity uh, <laughs> is there is there anything for you to be happy about right now like can you think of anything from this weekend that you're like okay that was good aside from free practice obviously like is there anything <laughs> else like from today say sunday uh, is there anything today that you're like okay that lap was good that section was good is there anything good no no i even like you asked if there was some good section uh, no I there's not nothing comes to mind like okay like you said the free practice yes that that's the, that's the only positive you know for the rest uh, maybe the first but even the first start wasn't good I just got to the inside you know like I was a little bit too late so I came out pretty decent uh, and then yeah not nothing positive from the day and like from the weekend only the free practice we haven't talked about your health in a while is it, are we good now? Yeah. Like race fitness, everything, like everything okay? Yeah, like like I told you, like I even cannot push that hard that I I don't feel that even go in the red zone <laughs> during the morrow. Like I'm just riding and I try to push but I just I'm scared. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the worst thing. You come off for tomorrow and usually you're done and now I'm like, okay, let's go for another one or or what, you know, it's it's weird. So like health wise I'm feeling good, fitness wise I feel good, but uh yeah, just uh, need to get comfortable on the bike. Uh, last thing, a lot of people listen to this. A lot of people listen to this from around the world. Um, you are open for next year. So if anyone's listening to this who knows something or has some power, you're open. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I got a phone uh, yeah, phone call last week that, uh, you know, from the in, in, in peer mobility group line from Husqvarna bosses that... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, there'll be no spot for me next year anymore in, uh, in a group. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm open for next year. And, you know, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> those results are not the best, you know, to, <laughs> to go uh, to and talk, talk to someone. People can get you cheap right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, you know, for the peanuts. So, uh, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm open. But actually, maybe that's a good thing, you know, like that that, that happened, you know, uh, maybe... Yeah, we will see what happens. You know, maybe I'm going to go work in MXYs. You never know what we're going to Well, you do enough interviews that you could just do this by yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, we will see, but uh, maybe it's maybe it's good. You know, every, every change uh, in the end is good. So uh, hopefully something good will come up. And uh, yeah, we, we will see, but uh, I'm ready for everything. <laughs> Mitch Evans, uh, MXGP of Spain. First of all, thank God you conquered this place. You're here, you're stood in front of me. You got the better of it. It's now Spain one, Mitch one, and yeah, nice to have this one in the rearview mirror. I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Um, was for me, it wasn't like I was too worried about coming here because okay, this is where I broke my wrist. But really, the problem wasn't actually really the break. It was more the first surgery. So I kind of have more of a, you know. Um, if you go back to that surgeon's table, it might be more of a... Exactly. <laughs> that hospital in Milan, I'm, I don't, I don't like, want to go anywhere near, you know. So here I wasn't too worried about coming here. But uh, actually, every time I went over that, 
the the jump that I broke my wrist on on Saturday, man, in the first practice I was either coming up short or I just wouldn't jump it, you know. So um, I was making sure I didn't want to over jump it. But they changed it, huh? So you don't go near as high as what we did. Oh, what they flatten the takeoff a little bit? Yeah, which probably made it worse because then it was like harder to get over the top. Because yeah, I guess that's like, why you were coming up short. Yeah, I think it was more just in my head, you know. Just saying, don't go long, don't go long. So. Well, I was wondering, like, you either you basically had two strategies this weekend. One, try not to think about what the history at this place. Make sure no one mentions it. Make sure no one talks to you about it, and just keep it out of your head. Or like, it's on your head. And it sounds like you did think about it at least, and it was something that like, I don't know if it played on your mind, but some like you're definitely aware of the situation. Well, pretty hard not to think about it when Honda want to do a video of, you know, we back here. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Asking me okay. Since I've been here like five minutes, a lot of questions, but never mind. <laughs> Go on. So, yeah, they, they did it. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't something that I would lose sleep over at night, you know. It was more just that one jump that I was just making sure I was being careful. But, again, we have the bike a lot better than what we did um, in 2020. So if I do overjump something like that, I have the trust in the bike to hold up. Um, so, yeah, it really wasn't an issue. It just took that first practice to get over it, really. Uh, did you get hot towards the end of the first moto? Because the riding was good, and then um, it looked a little similar to Sardinia. Um, not so much hot. It was more I just lost all the strength in my arms. It was kind of weird, like... Um, other motocross riders would can understand the feeling of like when you get arm pump and then when the arm pump goes away you just have no strength left yeah. but i didn't get the arm pump first i just lost all the strength and um yeah when you don't have any strength in your arms and trying to hold on to a big 450 it's not not too pretty out there so anyway yeah we regrouped for moto 2 and felt a lot better it's always that way i always am better second moto than i am first moto so I just need to try to warm up a bit more. I brought my ski oak here this weekend, but because it was so hot, I didn't want to do too much yeah. before the race. But um, I think I just have to do it and then be really tired for Moto2. Um, if you put down your results from the last two rounds on paper and like slid them in front of a team, I'm sure you're not too happy with them. But the riding behind the results has been really good. Like, Had you not absolutely melted down in Sardinia that could have been a podium day like definitely a top five day maybe podium and then today as well and yesterday there were little flashes of like the best Mitch and like top five speed podium speed so like okay the results aren't coming together the way that the riding sh like indicates what they should but it seems like it's coming now yeah for sure but it's kind of like it's all new to me like this racing in the heat thing because everybody says oh you're from australia you should be pretty good at racing in the heat and blah 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 but we race in the winter time in australia so the hottest race i've ever done is like 25 degrees outdoors in australia really yeah because we race in winter huh? normally it's like 10 degrees minus one some days it's so. that cold in the winter in australia hey, come on mate when you're from the south yeah oh, okay. um yeah. And then, okay, we do Supercross in the summer, but by the time you race the main event at night, you know, you don't have the factor of the sun beating down on you, and it's a little bit cooler, and plus, Supercross main event's much easier than 230 plus 2 moto. Well, it didn't look too easy for you in that one video I saw, but... What one video? The Aussex Open one year. Uh, 
Is that the only video you saw? <laughs> that, is that is the only time I've seen you on a Supercross track. <laughs> so based on that, my expectations are quite low. But. Oh, okay. Thanks, bro. So, but when you watch that, who, who do you think, whose fault was it? I can't remember which one you were, to be honest. I was the one landed on oh. the other guy. Oh, okay. So. Okay. so, thanks for bringing back those memories because I just landed on somebody else training during the week, so. What, this week? Yeah. Story time. On the Tuesday, I was riding... It wasn't Tim, was it? No. It was some guy from the north of France, driven all the way down to the southwest to do two days of riding with his buddies. And it was the first day of riding for him, and he crashed on the backside of this single, and I come over it, and he was just picking up his bike, and I landed, like, bottom of my frame on his lower back. He broke three places in his pelvis. I crashed, went over the bars, but thankfully I was okay. But, yeah. That's now the third person I've landed on when I'm... I feel like, from that, I feel more feel like you need some luck. I mean, thoughts out to all the people you landed on, but also, like, for you to be constantly put in that situation is weird. Oh, trust me, it's not the best feeling when you come <laughs> over a jump and you know you're going to hit somebody. It's one of the worst feelings ever, but uh, you make your own luck, so can't complain too much, eh? We'll pull this thing back on track a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, recently, when I've spoken to you, you've said you've been chasing bike setup as you've been getting faster. Yeah. How's that been going? Have you made progress? Are you in a kind of comfortable place now? Uh, yeah, we made some big changes for this weekend. Saturday was basically spent like a test session for us. Um, it's well, even in the qualifying race? Yeah, all weekend. Well, I guess what you had in the qualifying race was obviously like it worked then. Yeah. For sure, but uh, like I said, we're kind of like at 80% with the bike now. But it, it's just one of those things, you know, like we we get the bike good and then one or two rounds later we start searching again because that speed just keeps coming. So like if I can explain it, normally I always train at bud track um, during the week and normally my lap times are like 2 minute to 2.02. Yeah. And um, when I was riding there on Tuesday when I landed on the old mate, um, my lap times were 157 to 159, you know, so it's just, just you're slowly getting faster and the bike just needs to come with us, but we're getting it sorted, so we're going to do some testing this weekend, so watch out and earn A, mate. Well, it's only five days away, so, yeah. but I expect a big turnaround, my expectations have now gone up, okay. and it won't be too hot there. Yeah, um, but it looks and not like many jumps for you to land on be, people. Yeah, but there's that big triple, no? Oh, yeah, it's changed, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've never been there, so. Oh, yeah, well, it's changed since we were last there as well, so. But I'm excited because it's kind of like Saint Jean and yeah. and. I, I think it's better so. than Saint Jean. Oh yeah, I really like Saint Jean, so should be good. Looking forward to it. Last thing, I know, I know nothing's happened with HRC for next year. I know they haven't made a decision. How do you know that? Well, okay, that's what I got told. Maybe I was lied to, <laughs> but um, have there been talks? Have any other teams approached you? Are you properly in that now or not really? Nothing, mate. Nothing. Is you need to call Lucas or at, at the moment I have nothing, so but anyway, we need some better results first. Yeah, but I Look, okay, this is the last thing. Results are great, but the riding tells the full story and the riding is really good. That's what matters. Like, what would you rather? A tenth place where you rode really good for twenty minutes and then got hot, or a fourth place where you kind of just rode around and then people crashed in front of you? Like the riding is the most important thing. Yeah, sure. Riding and the speed is there, and and that's what I mean. Like, sure, it would be a little bit easier on me mentally if I had another year on the contract because I know taking a whole year off is yeah. and coming back is you know it's 
I'm not going to be at the front straight away, you know. And even before I broke my wrist, I was never at the point where I could do 230s in like in the one day full gas the whole um, the whole race so it's just yeah we're trying to work things out and like I said it'd be easier if I had a contract for next year because then I can just be a little bit more relaxed and I, I know that um, like this year is basically just a building year the whole year you know so we yeah we're slowly getting back there riding's good speed's coming back and just got to um, try and work out some of the hydration and dealing with the heat and whatnot because like I said it's all new to me so but yeah no stress we'll get there mate it's um, yeah and whatever happens happens is meant to be so yeah, Simon Lagenfelder uh, MXGP of Spain back on the podium it's been a while but the speed has been good for the podium for so many weeks now so I guess just getting back up there must be it just must be such a relief for you. Yes, for sure. I was a little bit inconsistent, I would say. I had always one good race, but not two good races. And this weekend I made it happen with two good races in a actually quite difficult track, I would say. And uh, so I'm really happy about it. So in the first moto, I had a good jump. I always had a good jump out of the gate. I would say the best from all, but then unfortunately uh, I messed up the first few turns always a little bit. But yeah, in the end uh, I would say podium is always so nice and second overall, so I'm really happy. I, um, I'm disappointed that in that second moto, I feel like you had the speed to win. Like I feel like you could have gone with Tom and you could have really challenged him. Do you feel like if you'd gotten past Liam quicker, you could have done that? Uh, I th when I was playing Jago then, boy, they were quite fast. I couldn't go to speed with them. Uh, and I was a little bit exhausted also, but uh, maybe in the first race I was quite fast. Maybe but there I had the best lap. Maybe there I could, if. But uh, if is always not so nice so to say. So um, yeah, we keep on working and try to improve. If um, compared to how you rode today, which was amazing, to how you rode at Matali, like, do you feel like you're on a similar level or not quite where you were at Matali? Yes, for sure. Everyone's always improving and some are improving a little bit more, some a little bit less, some take a little bit longer. But um, I think the level is really, really high right now in the MX2. When you look the lap times, it's almost similar to the MXGP. Uh, also, the track always changes, but anyway, it's, uh, when the lap times are so similar, I would say that we are on a really good level. It's easy to forget as well, this is a massive step up from where you were last year. Obviously, Matali raised the bar a lot, but even getting on the podium today, like, that's a big deal compared to your results last year. Yes, for sure. I got a lot better with the team. I learned a lot and they helped me a lot to get there. Um, last thing, you're back on the podium. That's a relief. What do you want to work on going forward? What do you still feel like you can improve? Or do you feel like just getting the pressure off you of getting another podium finish is enough? I think I should improve a little bit in the beginning of the moto, but that's, uh, we can try to do this. Hey, uh, Stefan Rubini, uh, MXGP of Spain, another very good GP for you, another close to podium GP, proving that Majora was no fluke. Completely different conditions here as well, so nice to do it somewhere completely different. Um, yeah, I guess your confidence is sky high at the moment. You've definitely turned a page in your career. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a really nice, you know, to to do it again, you know, uh, because yeah, it could have been, uh, you know, just a lucky day, but uh, I I did I think a good first race. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I was a little bit tired in the second race because I started dead last yeah. and uh, to push back to eight and then I, I went back a little bit uh, nine but uh, overall fifth 
uh, it's I think not too bad two points away from the podium so uh, I'm quite happy with well, yeah, even a fifth place, you would have taken that a month ago. Like, even that's a great result. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's still a great result. Uh, even though uh, after the first race, you know, third place, yeah, <laughs> I wanted the second, of course, but uh, it's still still good, still good. Uh, similar to Majora, third place in the first moto, but your speed was good enough to go better than that. Like, you weren't really losing ground to the guys around you. You look, you look like you belonged up there. Um, yeah, definitely proving that you can do this a lot this year. Yeah. Like, I think just uh, I need to get better starts, uh, but for sure uh, I have the speed to, to battle with the top guys. Uh, yeah, first race, uh, uh, Langefelder passed me and I could keep, yeah. keep him uh, quite close for me, but yeah, uh, it was a very hard track even to pass, so, uh, but still happy with the tough place in first mono, yeah. Surprised how much progress you made in the second race, considering how tough it is to pass? Uh, yeah, actually, yes, you know, uh, uh, starting dead last and coming back eight uh, was, uh, was, I think, good. Uh, I made some good passes. I was aggressive in the first minutes. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a good weekend, you know, like especially Sunday. Uh, we did some good stuff, yeah. I feel like this is quite a fast track in spots. So how do you find it battling the factory guys? Obviously, your team have put you on the podium, so it's good. But do you feel like you lose stuff in certain parts on the track? Like, of course, you know, we don't have the best bike and the paddock, but uh, I mean, uh, we can do great things. We can see it on the track. Uh, I'm losing on some parts, but I'm counting on my um, uh, technical and, uh, and uh, also physically, uh, you know, wise. So I'm looking on that to, to get closer to them. Uh, last thing, obviously the podium was a big deal for you. After the podium, did you get a lot of attention? Were people in the paddock offering you things? Did maybe Honda go here some nice little parts? Like, did anything happen off the back of your podium? Oh, like, I've, I've got some uh, friends, oh. old friends, you know, back, you know, but uh, no, not, not really about sponsors. I was, I was just really happy, you know, with the team and, uh, and uh, it was just uh, relieving, uh, you know, with all the works we, done, we have done and uh, especially with a small team like that to, to, do, to do a podium, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, so I guess also their sponsor were happy about, about what we've done. Uh, but no, not really like, um, like a lot of things happened. Um, one more thing, obviously we are now heading into the second half of the season. Your MX2 career is coming to an end. Do you feel sad about that or do you feel ready to move on? Because like you have been in MX2 a while, obviously. So do you feel like it's time to move on or are you sad? Well, uh, on one side, I'm a little bit sad because I just start <laughs> now to be good, you know. So on one side, yes, but uh, I'm also looking forward uh, to, to ride for 50 because I really like the bike uh, and, and I think I, I have the, the riding style for it. So uh, I'm really looking forward. Hey, I'm Mikel Harrop, uh, MXGP of Spain. Another good day speed-wise, like the speed's still there, you're definitely competitive, you're just not really making it too easy on yourself at the moment. But, like, this could have been a podium day, the speed, the speed was that good. Yeah, like you say, the speed's good, but that's also, at the moment, the only thing that's good for me. I'm well, not just me, but the whole team was struggling to find a setup to get off the start. Like, we, the, track, uh, the bike is good around the track, I would say, like, pretty consistent. But off the start, we're just really struggling at the moment. Um, and uh, I mean, it's no excuse because I do feel like I can still be on the podium despite not having the great starts. But obviously, it makes it a lot harder. Like in first mode, what happened, you know, because all the carnage and then somebody crashed in front of you. Yeah. And I got stuck there and was forced to go come back from second.
second last. Um, so, yeah, it's just the only reason why the stars are so important is that you don't get caught up in all that shit because you lose a lot of points uh, because of some stupid mistake by somebody else, you know? And that's really annoying when you put in so much effort as we do. Is it is it frustrating because I guess you're going to the start, you're sitting there and you're going, yeah, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to get a good start here. Like, obviously, first, first of all, you need to believe and I guess it's kind of hard to believe that you're going to get a good start at the moment. Yeah, but I try, I try, like really try. I, I do believe in my riding though, like I'm, I'm not even doubting. I know I have speed for top three, like my, my speed is, is, is not an issue whatsoever. Like you can also see in the, in the sessions uh, before the races and stuff. It's not a problem. I, I can be up there, so it's just, uh, but yeah, it's true. You, you sort of start doubting in the in the start but the annoying thing is we had the start styled um in the beginning of the season like i got whole shots and shit you know i was in top five at basically every start and that also made my racing a lot more consistent but um i mean yeah we 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 playing around with the mappings and stuff but i it's just so frustrating because you know you put in so much work and i really try to give my all but it's it, well it is just hard when you when you have to come from the back every time like you say though riding wise like this is a hard track to make up time on it's a hard track to do things differently on uh, but yeah you made good progress in the first moto yeah. good passes like yeah i think riding wise you're maybe even riding better than when you got those podiums yeah but i i keep improving with my riding and uh technique wise also you know it's not like i just lay back and like accept the where i'm at I keep working, but that's all the frustrating bit, you know, because you put in, I work so hard, but just cannot get the, the results really. I mean, if you compare to last year, obviously I would be happy with a weekend like this, but that's not where we are, you know, I feel like we are, we are next step, or I know we are next step, we're fighting for top three in the world championship, so it's not like I'm doing bad, I just feel like we've got so much more to give, because I start way out of top 10 every race you know in the last three rounds so and that's not that's not normal because I, I feel like we have a powerful bike we're just struggling with mapping and the, especially when we start getting just a little bit of altitude and and heat we start yeah that's where we really struggle so but i mean all we can do is just keep working uh last thing because we've made it to the car park quite quickly actually um <laughs> So I guess like when you're going to go riding this week, when you're going to go testing this week, it is just start, start, start. Because like you say, there's not really any technique thing you need to work on. Bike setup on the track is good. Yeah. So is it literally just start, 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 start? Yeah, but, but you want to hear the annoying thing? What's that? Well, when I practice at, well, everywhere, even in heat, like when I practice, my starts are on point. I swear, I, I do whole shot starts, like really good starts. I come to the race. And for some reason, seriously, the bike cannot get off the gate. But yeah, see, obviously, I, I, no one has any idea why. No, that's the frustrating bit. It's it's not like I don't want to I don't want to put it on anyone no. because everybody's working really hard. No, and the bike's clearly good because yeah. it, the starts are good in practice. Yeah, but 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 something goes goes well, not wrong, but we also play a lot around with the mappings and maybe a little bit too much at the moment, and that's maybe could be the reason why but I mean I, I kept my head held high and 
and we will continue working and I know we will get back to the results. It's just a matter of time, but but yeah. It it, it is difficult at times when you know you could have been on the podium, you know.